0: To bench boost boys game week one forecast and so it begins with me, Gav, and you, Scott. How's it going, Scott? Let's move on. Uh
1: <laughs> God, we should be pumped. We're so close to the start of the season. It's been, you know, the w- worst thing about the fact that we're only four months away from 2022. Right. Is that I'm still processing what happened in in, in the year 2020. Okay,
0: in a FPL way or life way? Well, oh,
1: both. You asked me how I was doing. You didn't ask me how my FPL team was going. We haven't even kicked off yet. God's sake. Sorry, let's start again. I'm doing well, Gavin. How are you? Correct answer, and I am clearly amazing.
0: Um, I want to commend you, Scott, for the great work you've done on the Bench Boost Boys Twitter account.
1: Thank you. I have just followed a bunch of people, and then they follow me back, and then I stop following them to get our (laughs) followers out. That's not true. I keep following
0: everyone. It's Um, not. Um, It's at Bench Boost Boys, so please do follow us on there. Um... It's a nice little community, the FPL one on Twitter, by and large.
1: Yeah, we met a really nice fella on there named Matt. Uh, had him on last week. We did. FPL and, obsessed. And I owe him an apology. You do. Go on. Matt, it was fresh in my mind because I think I'd probably listened to it in the lead up to us interviewing you, but we actually I figured it out. You never said... Uh, that your advice was that you, you know if there's two great or well, two or three great captaincy options, you pick a total differential. That was actually Stefan De Jong's advice for us at the end of last season. The um, the last bit of advice for the season, I think Stefan gave us, and and uh, still a great. I think it's a great strategy. And I think last week Matt mentioned that he thought it was actually a pretty good idea too. You just so.
0: conflated your FPL experts.
1: Yeah, but uh, that was a great episode. And Matt, what a lovely guy. Yeah, an absolute uh, legend to come onto the podcast and and. You've still got his whole book to read this week.
0: I certainly do. Time's ticking. Um, His book is available on Amazon. If you haven't listened to that show, um, it's definitely worthwhile going back and and having a quick listen, particularly before the deadline this weekend. Um, So listen to last week's show uh, where we had Matt, FPL Obsessed, uh, as our guest, and it was rather wonderful. Also, join our
1: mini-league. Here's the lovely code. Do you want me to say it? Yeah, you give it a go. It's q 8 z M2S. Q eight ZM2S. There's plenty of people in there already. Oh yeah. Oh no, you're not gonna win if you join. <laughs> Statistically speaking, it's not it's not <coughs> probable that you win. Um that's about its not it, isn't it? Let's just uh just... Yeah, we will kick off with kind of how our teams are, are shaping up. Do so. we have a do we have a break first? We've been talking for a long time.
0: Yeah, exactly. We'll just uh, draw a few breaths. You can have a sip of your what have you got there? Um champagne. Nothing. Nothing, okay. And uh, we'll talk about it. Bench boss boys. So, ordinarily, we would talk about how our team did last week. <laughs> Funny thing is, Scott, they haven't played any football
1: yet. <laughs> <laughs> no. My team, um, my draft team, yep. which I had four days ago, they all played in friendlies. And then all of a sudden, I had flags everywhere. Yeah, same. So, uh, my team... My team is totally different now. Knocks <laughs> all over the shop. And look, there were a few players, um, and we, we will get into what our teams look like. We'll go through our teams, what they currently look like. We are four days away from the season kicking oh. off, so there's a small chance that my cha- my team changes again. Um, I can tell you right now who I don't have in my team uh, is, is Buendia and Watkins. And I... Was a little bit reluctant to keep Watkins after Ings got transferred into to Villa, an unexpected signing, but a great signing by by Villa. Obviously, Grealish has gone, and everyone was excited about Buendia and Bailey coming in, and I, I couldn't quite figure out which of those two I wanted, and they yep. were both similarly priced, six point five mil. Yep. Uh, and then with Watkins and Ings, just not knowing who was going to start. In the end, I decided to scrap it all and not have any. Let's cool the old thing off. Yeah. So that's me.
0: Well funny you should mention Buendia because he's he's currently in my team as well. He's listed as 75% with a knock. Uh, you've now put a bit of extra fear into me now because I'm no,
1: like... No, 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 please. <laughs> Shut if up, I could Scott. go back in time, I Shut would... Yeah, if I could change my team now, well, I
0: can't. Yep, Sh- yep. The other ones that I've got with knocks are Calvert-Lewin.
1: Yeah, I've got, I've got DCL on my team too.
0: And on my bench, I've got uh, Todd Cantwell of Norwich who's also on a knock. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. Is he was he a defender or uh,
0: midfielder? Uh, I don't know. He's great. Uh, he did very well in the championship last couple of years. But um, as history has told us, and it was a valuable lesson quite early on last year, seventy-five percent knock players quite often play. Yeah.
1: So what I thought we might do, obviously, at the start is this is our first team. We're not going to do this every single week no. because you'll 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 hear our teams now and then. If you just listen to the podcast, we'll talk about our transfers and stuff like that. But we will run through our teams um, starting in in um, the goalkeeper position. I've got Sanchez and Foster. Yep. Yep. I have Edison of City and Sanchez as well. So Sanchez is a really popular pick for Brighton. I think that everyone, you know, Brighton had a really good uh, defensive um, position What's the word I'm looking for? Record. Record <laughs> last season. It's been a, it's, learning it's, it's words been a long... again. It's like going back to school after the holidays. It's, it's been a long month. <laughs> um, they Had a really great defensive record last season, so um, he's he's quite a, he's proved quite a popular pick, and I know a lot of the um, a lot of the Brighton defenders are also quite popular picks. I don't have any uh, Brighton defenders, so I'll go through my defense now. Uh, two really big, obvious picks, uh, Alexander Arnold and Luke Shaw. I have them too. Yeah. I'm uh, so, well, not surprised by that. Alexander Arnold, um, I think towards the end of last season, he proved why he's worth seven and a half mil. Yep. Um, Luke Shaw had a uh, had a cracking Euros and he was playing quite well for Man United at the end of last season as well. So, uh, my defence running at my defence, Luke uh Luke Ayling, and Simakas. Uh, now, Simakas is the newest addition to my team. I know Overnight, he's just blowing up. Mm. Uh, has lots to do with Robertson's injury. Yes, I was going to mention that. And then uh, Simicars actually came on and and got an assist, uh, I think, for Firmino as well. So he's he's playing quite well. And and you have to think that unless he gets rotated with uh, I don't know Milner, yeah, uh, he's probably got that position locked down. And he and he might very well get rotated for Milner, and that and that's fine. But he's only four mil, so I'm happy to run the run that risk. Yeah, nice budget pick. Yeah, he's an he's an enabler for me.
0: I've gone for Creswell, who was my golden boy last year.
1: Yeah, didn't so. make your team of the year, but yeah. <laughs> he, <laughs> Lest we he forget. stayed in your team last year. Lest we forget, yeah. yeah, and Matty Target for and Villa. both of those players were in my team last year, and they're both great picks too. Yeah. So it's tough for me not to have um, you know, either of those two players because I know I'm going to regret not having Creswell. But I, I look at someone like Luka Dean, and I think, yeah... Uh, you're the player that I'll take out if Cresswell does well and you do poorly. You quite uh, favoured Kufal as well a bit last year. Yeah. For and, and we will get to watch lists because Kufal is sitting on my watch right, list. Right. Um, right. He's uh, he's a little bit cheaper than Cresswell. I think he, at least he mm. was last season. And I'm not sure if that's still the case. But he, again, um, might become an enabler. I, you know, during the break, I might look up his price so I can have a little bit more of a. Yeah. yeah. Midfield? Midfield. Now, Captain Obvious. Yeah uh Mo Salah. It's gotta be isn't um it? and Matt mentioned this last week. He mentioned it in his book. Really obvious um statement, but uh don't overthink it. And mm. Liverpool playing Norwich. Um they've just newly prom- <clears throat> newly promoted side, Salah second highest goal scorer, uh second highest uh scorer of FPL points last season. He's also got that um it's like the the golden point. It's where
0: I, I, form players probably wrong because it's the first game of the season but you know like uh, when a, a player who's doing well and it's the good fixture
1: yeah form form and fixture Yeah, I he's mean, got form fixture and and he's just a damn good player I, and, and I have him too and he's also my captain Pick. yeah um, so <coughs> I don't know what your midfield looks like I mean it's on the paper here but I'll just quickly run through the rest of mine I've got Harvey Barnes from Leicester Bruno Fernandes Jack Harrison and I've got Brownhill from, from Burnley Right. Here's an interesting one. Last year, before the injuries,
0: I was the one favouring Barnes over Madison, and, and you were the other way round. Mm. We've
1: switched. I've got Madison. I've got Madison in my team. Um, oh, yeah. So that means if you score points this week, I'll score points next week. That's fine. Yeah. They'll, they sh- even, they share. they'll, they'll they, even out. They've got for some the kind whole of bl- blood contract. Yeah. And that makes sense that you and I then would both have one or the other on our teams. <laughs>
0: uh, I've also got Rafinha. How could you not, right? Uh, the uh, aforementioned Buendia. And he's on the pitch at the moment, and yeah, my team might change, but maybe an auto sub happens. Um, And well, the midfielder on the bench is Cantwell, who's also at 75%, so a striker would come on instead.
1: Yes, I know we mentioned this last week with respect to Rafinha, and Matt said, you know, he was a set and forget, Mm -hmm. you know, if he had to pick three players. I think of the four players he picked, you know, that appeared in all of his drafts, he mentioned Rafinha, and I explicitly said, if I could afford him, I would. But to keep that half a mil in my bank, I have gone for Jack Harrison, who who scored a lot of excellent Good points last and I'm com- I'm confident he's gonna he's gonna score points this season. If Rafinha starts to take off and starts to really, um, you know, become the must-have player, I've got options there, yeah. and and I've got um, you know Brownhill as an enabler um, for some funds, and you know I'm not married to to Barnes, and again. Bruno Fernandez, you know, there's a lot of new players playing around him. Um, mm. you know, they've got Sancho. they in there competing for points as well. So, if um, you know, if the if the brew critics are right and he's not the right decision, then that that twelve million uh, frees up a lot of funds for me to move on someone like Rafinha. Plus, I've got that at half a mil up my sleeve anyway. One hundred percent. And strikers. Did you do your midfield? yeah i'm just talking so much um so my three strikers uh it's easy for me to do this one because none of them are sitting on my bench they're all going to get a start this season uh this this week they'll get a start this season they're all getting a start this week i've got antonio for west ham uh so until he gets injured so a couple of weeks from now dcl already got an injury um but it's only 75 percent. and i'm not going to let son the son saga of last season burn me again yeah yep. uh, and i've got Tony and I'm starting Tony because Brentford are playing Arsenal so I I reckon he's going to get about seven or eight goals.
0: Right. Interesting. Um my strikers Paddy Bamford, nice. Calvert-Lewin we already mentioned. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've got the aforementioned Tony from Brentford. Tony from Brentford on my bench who may well auto sub in. <clears throat> sorry for uh or, or Calvert-Lewin. Uh and then my uh, sorry my last sub but I, I didn't mention him. I've got Connor Cody on the bench as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Not a bad shout, actually. Is yeah. he still playing for Wolves?
0: He is. Apparently Spurs were after him. It's yeah. probably a rumour. Uh, I think I mentioned that last week. Uh, and then the other little uh, tidbit to mention about my team is uh, Matt, FPL Obsessed, did say, and it says it in his book as well, about leaving half a mil to play with. And his logic was sound. So go back and listen to that. But essentially, it just gives you that ability to manoeuvre, particularly with the early season price changes or injuries. You don't want to be kind of stuck. Yep. and then suddenly you're making eight-point subs or transfers. Um, I have one mil, Yeah, and it might change, but right now I've got a million left in the bank.
1: Well, there you go. Matt, we have listened. Too, too hard almost. Mm. Um, Matt, you know, Gavin listened twice. <laughs> uh, let's take a quick break and then come back to the watch list. I think um, yep. your entire starting 11 is my watch list, so that should be fun. All right, cool. Let's do it.
0: Bench bus, boys. Watch list. So for me, mine is very much a, a kind of... These are people that didn't make or haven't so far made it into my 11 and that I'm going to be watching quite closely early on. So if you don't mind, I'll go first. Please. I've got Antonio, who you've got on your team. He seems to have been doing pretty well pre-season. Um, he's a bit injury prone. Yeah. Um, but he's definitely definitely uh, one to watch. Uh, Ian Acho as well. Not quite sure where he fits into that Leicester team uh this season, um, given they've signed a new striker, Madison and Barnes are back from injury. Although he did have a strong second half of last season. He had a
1: fantastic second half of last season. He he did. would have de- he would have been an absolute uh lock in my team this season. Yeah. Uh, probably for Antonio actually if uh if they hadn't signed Ducker.
0: Yeah, I just want to see whether the pieces are. Plus they still end. have,
1: you know, Vardy sitting on the bench yeah, too. So exactly. For all we know, he's going to be starting.
0: Yep, exactly. And then I've got Son. Um, my apprehension around Son is just a Kane saga. I did mention on last week's show that, you know, if I was Nuno and Kane did
1: go, I'd be very tempted to just stick Son up in the number nine just play him up front well from what I've seen pre-season that he's been playing out of position and he's been playing well and that's why he sits on my watch list as well but we're still on yours
0: yeah well my last one and this this kind of touches on being careful about people who haven't played in the Premier League before which seems like an interesting one considering he did start his career at Man City, but it's Jaden Sancho. And the late the latest uh, news on that one is there's a strong suggestion that Oli Gunnar Solskjaer will actually start him against Leeds this Sunday. Um I think he's a incredibly talented player. Um I just I just want to wait and see.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's me. Uh, so my mine is still full of uh, enablers. And the reason I have uh, Amadi on my list, and he's a 4 million listed defender, is because obviously that injury to Fofana means Amati's going to step into that role sure. naturally. And until they sign a replacement, a long-term replacement, uh, because Johnny Evans is obviously also injured as well, um, he's probably going to be a bit of a lock. So looking at Samarcus, if, if Robbo comes back from injury a little bit quicker uh, and Amadi's still playing, then he's an easy swap for me there. Uh, and, and again, that half a mil means that if St. marcus, you know, gets sold quickly and he's, and he's down to 3.9 and, and Amadi's picked up and he's 4.1 I've got that buffer there to get him in so he sits there just as a I'll keep an eye on that on that situation uh, I've got Kufal obviously we talked about that a little bit earlier I, I really like the player he's um, you know very popular pick this season for FPL I don't have any West Ham defenders so uh, I've only got one West Ham player and that's uh, Antonio um, Smith Rowe for Arsenal I'd actually you know what if it wasn't going to be so loud, I'd probably press delete on that because I, 5.5 is quite cheap. He's going to probably play a lot of games. Uh, he He's probably the only one in that number 10 role for Arsenal. So, you know, I, I like that about him. But yeah. at the same time, he doesn't excite me as a player. He's no young Fabregas or anything like that. Uh, I, as I said, I've got Son, I've got Buendia. Uh, actually, I have the entire Aston Villa team. I've got Bailey, Watkins, and Ings on there. They've done great business, haven't they, in the window, And like I said, I really like the Aston Villa team this me, season. I me think too. they're going to do
0: really well. And that's in spite of them losing Grealish.
1: Yeah. And I and I look at that and I think, God, I want all of them, so I'm not going to have any of them. I think that Villa are going to finish
0: in well, – or they should finish in the European places this year, for sure.
1: Oh, big shout. I think so. I'm going to listen back to all of our podcasts and call <laughs> you out on all the things you are wrong on, so that, that might be one of them. Uh, I've got – Harry Kane, um, obviously from Tottenham and/or Man City, uh, depending who, on when you, when you listen to this podcast. Yeah, oh, um, and they're playing oh, East And the reason I have him on my watch list uh, is because uh, he's a great player. Uh, I had him in my team until this saga kicked yeah. off about the fact that he hasn't been to training yet. X, Y, and Z. So I thought, you know what, I'll get rid of him. I'm semi-tempted to put a player like Lukaku on there, but I can't put a player who's currently not signed to a Premier League team on my watch list, which is the only reason he's not on the watch list. And, uh, and then Ben Rama, he's, he's been playing quite well pre-season.
0: Kane C- currently selected by 21.9% of teams.
1: Yeah. And I know my brother's one of those people, and that's how I know that it's probably 21% of the people that don't go on Twitter, don't listen to the news, and they don't listen to podcasts. Oh! Ouch. It's not a, it's not a you know, you're either... You're either a casual FBL player or yeah. you're obsessed.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, okay. Th- there's no in between. The pa- no, well, there, there kind of isn't, is not Is there really? No.
1: You've got the players that play the whole season and they're the ones that are obsessed and you've got the players that forget about it after Christmas I, and that's Torrin. I, I, that definitely
0: used to be me, the sort of person that gets really excited at the start of the new season, picks a team, doesn't really pay enough attention forgets to make changes a few times, and by November you're like, ah, screw
1: it. You've done that with your AFL tipping. Um, (laughs) But luckily we do a podcast now, so we have to pay attention.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's the law. Okay, well we'll take another quick break now, and then we'll break down all the fixtures for the opening weekend. Are you excited? Yep. Good. Bench Bus Boys. Okay, so it's finally here and it kicks off with uh, New Boys Brentford against Shit Boys Arsenal.
1: Sorry, mate. No, that's fine. That's totally fine. I'm used to it. And like I said last season, I think we've got about two, three years before Arsenal start to turn things around because I don't really love their team.
0: They're really sticking with with Arteta. So hopefully
1: that's a good thing. I like that because it shows that he probably has a a a strategy. Yeah. And even if it takes him 15 to 20 years to get get there, <laughs> I'll support them. Don't don't say that.
0: Uh, okay, so I would say though outside of um underperforming Arsenal, um the big talking point is probably uh, Tony up front for Brentford, right?
1: Yeah, a uh, top goal scorer in the uh, in the English leagues last oh, season by by and, a long shot. End of all time apparently. So insane. Uh, that's pretty good. Um and you're yeah, just keen to see him on his uh, it's not his Premier League debut, is it? Is it not? No, actually, Has he played if I click on him here now... Yeah, on. ...and bear with me... Has he played in the Premier League before? He's played in the Premier League before. Okay. Come on.
0: Give us give us the intel. Oh, I can't. Come on, mate. you oh, you got this. It's not
1: working. What do you mean? Uh, I know he's played... Some, he might have played 12 minutes a few here you go. years ago. There you go. He played in the
0: 2015-16
1: season for, yeah, 12
0: minutes. Um, <clears throat> so it's not his Premier League debut. Yeah.
1: So, um... Oh, luckily, the readers or the listeners can't see the, the show notes here where I said, Tony's a premiering debut, because it isn't. He's played 12 <laughs> minutes before. He didn't score any goals.
0: That's a bit like Patrick Bamford, though. Ba- Bamford had a similar situation as that last year when people were talking about before the season started and that he had actually played a few minutes here and there mm. unsuccessfully many moons ago. Tony's in the same position.
1: What are, your, what are your predictions for this game? I know we don't normally do predictions, but since we haven't really got a whole lot to yeah. talk about in terms of injuries and stuff like that...
0: Um. It will be one of those cases of, you see these new teams come up every now and again, there will always be at least one of them that's really fucking up for it. Red in with that one about five, six, seven years ago, just came up and just took the first half of the season by storm. Leeds to a degree last season, even though they did lose that opener against Liverpool, that was still a really no, That was good a game. cracking game, wasn't awesome. it? 4-3? So, yeah. So it makes me think that that could be Brentford, especially given that Arsenal aren't Flying too high. Yeah. The other, the other kind of point around FPL with Arsenal is that Aubameyang is now a striker again. Do you care about that? Uh,
1: well, I mean, it's it's relevant to, to the podcast, it's, but but I don't care. What, what, what's what's the team by? Yeah, he's got to be sitting around the ten percent or under mark. But you know, I reckon this is going to be a, a high scoring draw, probably a two all. Um, Could well be. Um, yeah. Aubameyang is at four point two percent. That's less than ten.
0: Yeah, but he's £10 million. Yeah, he's a very expensive player. So um, I think you're probably right. I-, I would pick a two-all draw in that one, I'd say. Um, what's likely to be a bit more spicy is Manchester United at home to Leeds. I think this is
1: going to be an absolute Oof. cracking fixture and it's going to be an awesome game to watch. It's probably going to be the one one game this weekend that I make sure I watch. Mm. Um, and the reason I'm excited for it is because Man United have a lot of new exciting... Signings, uh, R- rumours of a new tactic or formation. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a there's a small chance that Bruno sits a little bit further back. Yep. But, Sancho starts. Apparently, uh, we'll see. If if we see if we see Fernandez playing more of a holding role, deep um, line playmaker kind of thing, then it's going to be quite tough for me to to justify the twelve million spend on him. Well, we will see. Because uh, Man United, they'll probably get twenty p- penalties this season, but mm. you get a lot of you take a lot of points off if you miss a pen. Yeah, it's worth pointing
0: out as well that last season, the first point last season when these two teams played each other, Man United, they took leads apart. And then late, much later on in the season, in the reverse fixture, they actually changed their system leads and defended a lot more tightly. And it was a much more competitive game. So, I mean, I'd assume that that learning would carry on. It's just the longest Bielsa's ever been in a job now by a couple of years. So... Yeah, let's see how far that adapts. Obviously, on paper, I'd say Manchester United are the better team.
1: Yeah, I'll be be—I'll be honest with you. I have two Leeds players and two United players, and mm. both of my Leeds players are on the bench. I think okay. it's quite risky to have four players playing on your field from one fixture, so that's why that's happened. And I didn't want to take one of both because I couldn't park Shaw.
0: Yeah, well, I've got... got—I've Oh, jeez, I've got three guys starting. Of course, those teams have got Luke Shaw, Rafinha, and Bamford. So... We'll see what happens there.
1: That's a big one. Uh, The next game, probably, arguably, the yawn match of the week. um, Burnley versus Brighton. And uh, a lot of hype around Sanchez at the start of the season, which is um, why I say probably the only yawn match. Because a lot of the other fixtures, have. we've got skin in the game. And I've got skin in the game here as well. Mm. And that's with Sanchez. But I don't don't watch the game for my goalkeeper to see how they perform. No.
0: What about Chris Wood, though? I mean, I know neither of us have got him. But he finished the season pretty strong.
1: Yeah, look... I still find it quite difficult as a Kiwi that there's a Kiwi in the Premier League doing as well as Chris Wood's done because he's what he's, he's scored double digits in the last what four or five seasons he's a he's a solid centre forward isn't he well, he's one of the only only strikers in the game that's done that mm. genuinely so uh, yeah he's he's good but he's not you know he's not Tony
0: no, well we'll see clip that uh, Chelsea at home to Crystal Palace Hard not to see a, a Chelsea win in, in that one. Yeah, but it's
1: also hard to predict the Chelsea lineup. So I, I'm, I've avoided all Chelsea players. I did have habits in one of my drafts, but mm. he's a he's a lot of money for that midfield, and he works if you don't have Salah and Fernandez, and I've got both. I, I
0: mean, it it follows that trend as well, where um, even secondary players at the top teams. Cost a lot of money, yeah. so they don't end up getting picked a whole ton. I, I'm I haven't obviously backed him enough to put him in the team, but I'm kind of quietly backing Timo Werner to uh, vastly improve on his goals. Yeah, score absolutely.
1: I think we've we've all talked about the f- yeah. You
0: know but you're right the Chelsea team who knows uh, who knows who's going to be in it obviously poor old uh, Wilf Zaha is still at Palace mm. um, I think he'll probably die there and I'm not threatening to kill him um, <laughs> and other than that it's the whole is Lukaku going to turn up and I don't get it I don't get it he's a changed man well yeah let let him prove me wrong I, I
1: don't get it I don't know uh, yeah I like him I like it I like, to, Lukaku. To call- I like Lukaku for Belgium
0: Tuchel uh, said in a press conference yesterday that he he tried he did everything but com- confirm that Lukaku was coming. But it was what he wasn't saying. But what he did say was, uh, "We lost Olivier Giroud, who had a certain role in the team, and you know that needs to be replaced." And I think that's the way Chelsea are looking at it: that Lukaku will kind of play that role. But I should imagine it will be on some sort of rotation. Bench warmer. Well, oh, yeah, well yeah, it's a lot of money for a benchwoman, yeah. though, isn't it?
1: Fucking oath. I mean, yeah, I'd be it'd be weird if you could see them fitting in habits Werner and Lukaku. Because have um,
0: Werner can play anywhere across the attacking role. Well, that's what I was thinking. If you have Lukaku as your front
1: man, well, Lukaku got... can also play on the wing a bit. No, really? Yeah, nah, he's too big. Let's move on. <laughs> Everton, Southampton. You know what I'm just going to say? Southampton are fucked. They are. Absolutely they know fucked. they are. One very popular Southampton pick is Obafemi. I see him as a, as a as an enabler for a lot of teams. I think he might be a starting striker for Southampton now that Ings is gone. That's it. So if, if, if you've got a four million starting striker and you need money elsewhere, look him up. Keep an eye on him. Obafemi. Good shout. Um, DCL though
0: we've both got him yeah DCL 75% which means he'll absolutely play um, a little bit of trivia for you so apparently it's looking likely that Richarlison will start this weekend oh yeah, I think you mean I think you
1: mean to say Olympic gold medalist
0: well, Richarlison well that's the point I'm going to get to he played throughout the entire of entirety of the Copa America and then the Olympics
1: yeah he's in form
0: and now he's going straight into Premier League with no break
1: what a machine so yeah. You and had a you had just gonna say it go don't tell HR, you had a boner for Rich Allison last year.
0: Yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. He's a great player. Um Hames Rodriguez. Like they were all this talk that he was never gonna play for Everton again and I think he's still an Everton player. <laughs> yeah. Awkward. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Mm. So don't worry too much about him. Um yeah, I mean, my money would be on Everton no, really. I've
1: got, I've got I've got um yeah, Luca Dean. I'm yeah. starting in this game and, and for the simple fact that I I don't think Obafemi's gonna score <laughs> but that's it right. I'm not I'm not massively confident Everton did get thrashed 4-0 in one of their preseason friendlies and that's something that I've noted okay. um, Leicester are playing Wolves I like Leicester A I couple of injuries yeah and I, I didn't know who was gonna be starting up front between Ian Nacho Ducker and, and Vardy, so I've just left all three out, out of my team.
0: During a lot of the preseason season friendlies, Zianaccio was the one on the bench, um, but he would regularly come on and score, even if it was penalties. Uh, I, I think uh, Brendan Rodgers has probably got a nice little problem there because he knows that Vardy's not always super fit. So he's now in a in a quite a nice position where he can play two up front if he needs to, or he can revert back to the the solo striker. He's got options, um, but I guess time will tell exactly who's getting the most minutes and who's scoring the goals there.
1: Yeah, keep an eye on that. Uh, the next one's Watford Aston Villa. For some reason I've got more notes in this game than any other, and, and I don't have any skin in the game whatsoever. So I don't know why I've done that, but
0: I think it's because we're both really fond of all the uh, movements in the market that Villa have had. It's, yeah, it's you, exciting. You,
1: you've got Villa assets. You've got got target target and. Uh...
0: Anyone else? Uh, I got Buendia. and Brendio yeah. if,
1: if he plays. I, I, I'd be keen to watch this game because I do really want to see how Aston Villa line up and how they actually take advantage of their signings. Um, I know um, there's talk that potentially Watkins will play out on the wing where yeah. Grealish used to play, and yeah. we know he's not the same ball carrier, but he's fucking quick. And he, he's he can play good. that
0: role. Yeah, I mean, well, not not that role, but he can play left wing. Um, yeah, and obviously Watford returning to the Premier League, so I mean, I favour Villa in that one. Uh, Norwich versus Liverpool. Uh, this was, just, you know, we already talked about the easy captaincy pick on that one. Um, Salah, Robertson is out injured, as we talked about. Yeah. Trent's a bit of a
1: lock <clears throat> as well. This, um, this fixture, you know, if you were thinking of another captaincy choice other than Salah, it would be Trent. You, 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 and like I said, don't overthink it. You know. Mm. Uh, Man United have a tough fixture against Leeds, so Fernandez probably isn't the right option. Kane, we don't even know if he's going to start. You know, when you are looking at your premium players, um, you have to think of even though he's you know a good five and a half million less than than Salah, Alexander Arnold is a premium player. He is, oh, absolutely. So you know, general general rule of thumb: don't captain a defender. Uh, but I, I would say Salah's captaincy selection this week will be somewhere in the high. Fifties, if not even creeping into the sixties. I would say so.
0: Um, On a broader, on a broader level, see people like Van Dijk are back, so I'm expecting a strong start to the season for Liverpool. Um, Has
1: Varane signed for
0: United? uh, Happening any day, apparently. He should be signed in time to play this weekend, if that's what Man United want to do. Of course. Well,
1: so so otherwise they're going to have what a centre midfield pairing of a centre defensive pairing of Maguire and Lindelof. Lindelof. probably, yeah. Because he didn't didn't have a bad Euros. Maguire? Lindelof. Oh, Lindelof. Neither did Maguire. Maguire Maguire had a great, great tournament. But as I'm saying, like, you know, bring in Varane, but you don't have to bench Lindelof straight away.
0: No, and I wouldn't really want to chuck it. You know, if he arrives a couple of days before, he's got to meet his teammates, you wouldn't want to chuck him straight in the team. Jet
1: lag, all that stuff from Spain. Yeah. It's a big flight.
0: Um. So, yeah. I'm expecting a strong Liverpool start. Newcastle versus West Ham. Yeah, Newcastle's in a bit of trouble. Yeah. I, I actually, towards that last quarter of the season, last season, I was tipping Newcastle to go down. They did manage to pull the nose up a bit and uh, avoid that. But I'm still I'm still not massively into them. I guess I've got uh, Sam Maximan and, what, Callum Wilson outside of that. Oh, they have managed to sign Joe uh, Willock.
1: No, from, yeah, that's, that's, a,
0: that's a good signing. That was that was a good signing because they chased him for the entirety of that break there. And it looked like they weren't going to get their guy. And they just kept at it and they got their man. So I don't know what that does for them, really. West Ham, I liked West Ham last season. Uh, obviously, no Lingard for them.
1: Uh, Lingard back at Manchester United. So Disappointed for Lingard. Especially considering he's got a lot of competition for places in that, in that team. No one's talking
0: about Lingard in that Man United team, are they? Really? No,
1: and it's, just, it's a damn shame because of what he did for the FPL community last season.
0: Yeah, and West Ham. Um, yeah. Antonio looking uh, like a strong option there. Uh, we've already talked about the likes of Creswell. We'll see how Suchet goes this season as well. But um, I'm expecting big things from West Ham, especially in that game against Newcastle. Absolutely. And then the big one, final game of the game week. Harry Kane versus Harry Kane. Yeah. Tottenham versus Manchester City. That Man City team's ridiculous and nothing's. Which really... one? But well, that's that was going to be my next point. Um, whether it's their first string or their second string, they could both win the Premier League. Um, for me, the challenge this season is it's it's mainly Liverpool, but probably also Chelsea. Just gonna try the their damnedest to, to stop City, but that is a deep, deep squad.
1: Not knowing where Ferran Torres is positioned on the uh you know, I don't look at I don't look at city players anymore. I look at them in the vein of who the hell's going to start. Yeah. Um. There is absolutely rotation risk with every single player on that team, including KDB, mm-hmm. uh, Grealish, Kane. If he's signed, he'll still be part of that rotation risk. I, I don't care how much he costs. They, they'll find a way to play Jesus ahead of him. You know, ten times this season. So uh, I'm steering clear of it. But I do like the fact that they haven't got a a third striker option really, mm-hmm. other than you know, Torres and, and Jesus. Like, youth
0: players like Delap
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't think DeLap's going to get more than four minutes. He'll be playing Carabao Cup, won't yeah. he, really? Yeah, so uh, Farron Torres, until they sign Kane, is probably not a bad shout, but uh, again, avoiding... You know, I was a big fan of Ruben Diaz last season. He played phenomenally. He was a great, great point scorer for me. But um, again, I just can't justify six million rotation risk.
0: It's the same for me with the likes of Riyad Mahrez. You know, amazing when he's playing, but... I just don't like it. I just don't like putting that much stock in uh, rotation plays.
1: Mahrez will play two out of three games as well and and he'll score six six to ten points per those two games but then he'll play a game, he'll miss a game and and you'll end up having Buddy Brownhill on your team. Or
0: it'll be worse than that. It'll come off for two minutes or something so that he doesn't get auto-rotated out of your team. Lovely stuff. Well, that's a cheery thought. We'll see, uh, mate. who knows, maybe by next week's show we'll know what's going on with Kane. Apparently he has now been training, but on his own in isolation because of, uh, you know, coming back from oh, the Euros. Boring. Covid kind of, no, no, just Covid kind of stuff. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. This is what you get for not coming to training. Oh, I didn't mean it, boys. Um, okay, we'll take one final break. And when we come back, I would like for us to just have a little chat about our final thoughts before the game week kicks off, perhaps what we're going to implement from advice we've been given by the likes of FPL Obsessed, Matt Whelan, um, what we learned from last season and how how we, how the start of this season is going to look different to our starts last season. Going to have to do a lot of that off the cuff because I didn't know that was coming. Uh, 100% mate, yep. but I think, that's, and I, I think that's for the best.
1: I did, I, I'll, I'll put, um, for those listening at home uh, or in the car or wherever you'll see your podcasts, uh, on the toilet, you weirdos. Um, for those listening at home, I do... Post the occasional tweet uh, where I ask for questions for the podcast, and I did do that, but I did it so so late. I did it as we were kicking off the podcast, so we don't have any Marbella no. questions, and that's just a reflection of how poor my day's been. Um, at Bench Boost Boys, if you've got questions for next week, yeah, just at, just at us, and then send us in questions, and we will definitely answer them. So you will you will will even say your name if that oh, tickles wow. your fancy, but we'll be back.
0: Bench Boost boys. So, Bench Boost boys, we are back. And as you quite rightly pointed out before the break, Scott, this is rather impromptu. Um, but just... Should we just quickly go through what we're doing
1: this weekend with our actual teams? We kind of
0: did that at the start, but if you want to recap quick...
1: No, I don't, I don't want to go through my whole team. All I wanted to say is I have not got any transfer plans... After this game, right? Uh, you know, nothing to, kind to, of stacked. Nothing, nothing yeah. stacked. You know, I don't have any forward planning in that sense, um, and I'm captaining Salah. I'm using no chips this weekend, and I'm going to play a four-three-three three formation. And as I said earlier, I'll put both my leads players on the bench. Well, there
0: you go. Well, I'm on a on a rather conservative-looking four-four-two. Uh, also, Salah with the captain's armband, um, and I'm playing two lead players and a Man United player. So, flip of the coin there, and wish me luck. Any chips? Uh,
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely not.
0: We'll save those. Matt
1: Matt did say last week, don't play your bench boots in (laughs) round one. And that's fair
0: enough. (laughs) It is. Yeah. You wait, mate. I'll use my my wild card in game week three. Um, It's a joke. It's a joke. Um, But thinking... (laughs) might not be. No, I know. But (laughs) thinking about what... I mean, the big thing last season was the Son saga, right? Was that game week four or five?
1: Son gate, we called it.
0: Yeah. And that's where it was announced that he was injured.
1: 25% chance to play. Yeah. By all by all rights, we we all panicked. Transferred him. I didn't transfer him out because I didn't have the the resources. I did. He went out. William came in for me. But I I popped him on the bench, and then I think we were both watching the game. It was an early game, like a nine thirty kickoff. Yeah. And what he's got four goals. Yeah. Yeah. After the third,
0: <laughs> you said I think he's got one more in him, and I said I'm going to bed. Um. And then I brought him straight back in, and William straight back out. It was the whole thing was very pointless. But it was what Matt last week was talking about, emotional choices, FOMO Rage transfers. Rage transfers, that's the phrase he used. So I would say one thing that I have learnt and that won't be repeated, like the first third of last season was very raw, very amateurish on my part, I would say. Oh, both of us. Yeah. Um, more patience. Sorry, am I keeping you up, Scott? Yep. Okay. More patience, less rage transferring. Um, some forward thinking as well. Um, I don't feel the need to necessarily do too much of that for game week one. Um, but yeah, less rash decisions, less transfers. Like when those breakdowns yeah. came from FPL via email at the end of the season, it broke down how many transfers you did versus the average. Mine was huge.
1: Yeah, I remember having that conversation at the on the last podcast of the season or the second last podcast of the season, yeah. and and just thinking um, one of my one of my learnings was. Um, just be patient with the transfers and really have a think, do I even need to make this transfer? Would yeah. I not prefer to roll one and just have that peace of mind that if anything goes wrong, I don't have to take a points hit because uh, limiting your points hits is a really good strategy to make sure that you finish the season with an extra 50 points in your back pocket. 100%. And the other thing as well is like when you make those transfers,
0: you you I don't know, like you, the points hits you take doing that versus maybe just being patient for another week, or or trying to think a, a few steps ahead, like the 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 logic's just not there.
1: Yeah, and and one of the other things that Matt Matt mentioned was spreading your funds out across your team, so having a premium defender in in Alexander Arnold or or the likes, having a a high cost midfield option like a Salah or a Bruno or or you know, or both if you could somehow also then manage to have a very high cost striker. Yeah. And 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 so I tried to do that with Kane and he hasn't fit into my team because of the confidence I don't have in Kane right now. Um but I've gone for one of the higher priced mid priced options and that's Dominic Calvert Lewin at eight million, where mm. there are a lot of great seven and a half, seven, six million options for striker. I've gone that top end there. So I look at that and I think well if dcl's not performing i can bring in Mockins, i can bring in ings there's a few options at that price point so well, i don't feel so well,
0: well one happy. of the one of the silly things i think i did early on last season was that in fact throughout the entire of last season i always had an extremely strong bench i made the most of my money i, I was never one of those guys that just put 4 million people across the bench and stacked the first team i always had a strong bench but then when one of my key players in the starting 11 was an injury risk I'd make two, three transfers sometimes to try and get someone else in, which kind of negated the point of having a strong bench anyway. Mm, and it,
1: you left a lot of points in yeah, bench last season. Yeah. yeah,
0: so those are probably my biggest takeaways. And that was
1: just um, reactive transfers and moves, panic, lots of panic. And I think that's why why Tony's such a good player to have on the team because even though he's a very very low cost, we know he's capable of scoring goals. We saw it last season in the Championship. He knows English football. Yeah. He's played twelve minutes in the Premier League before. <laughs> twelve minutes. Um, so you know, I've got two players in my in my starting lineup: Brownhill and Samarcus, and also you know Foster to a degree as well. Uh, they're not guaranteed starters. They're four million, four million, 4.5 million uh, cheap enablers. Uh, And even Luke Ayling to that, you know, he's 4.5 for a defender. There's quite a few 4.5 options. But having that peace of mind that even though they uh, might not play every game of the season, right now I'm confident they'll play some. And, And I think that's important to have because there are some people whose strategy is to just buy the cheapest possible defender or player in those positions... That they know aren't going to start, and then they're going to put all their money on their starting lineup. And then you have to do reactively what you just talked about, which mm. is every time you get a player, Forces injured, your hand. You have to make a transfer.
0: Yeah, well, I had the worst of both worlds last year, and that was completely self-inflicted. By the way, shout out to Ben Foster. His YouTube channel and his podcast are both fantastic. So if you haven't checked those out, he's uh, I think his YouTube channel is called something like the the Cycling Goalkeeper, and um, he does lots of interviews with players and ex-players. Really worth checking out. There, little tip for you. Yeah, cool. Um, anything else to add? No, let's wrap it up. You can go and do the editing and I'll go and call my, call my guys. All right. Well, at Bench Boost Boys is the Twitter. As a a quick recap, I'll try and read out that league code. So please join the Bench Boost Boys mini league, which is Q8ZM for Mike, 2S for Sugar. Q8ZM2S. Quite a few people in there already. So I'm sort of pretty excited about that. Um, Good luck for the weekend, and um, I'm sure our teams will change somewhat wholesale before the uh, deadline cuts us off, and we'll be back next week to, to uh, complain about how badly we did. Let's do this all again. We have a Twitter question. Oh, go on then. Read it. Let's <laughs> just right. do it. We'll get it in there.
1: If possible, should I go for Bruno, Salah, and Lukaku? Well, it's not possible. Then and This is coming from FPL-REA, FPL-A-REA, uh, area. That's, well done, well the done. The word area, FBL area. If possible, should I go for Bruno Steller and Lukaku? I would say yes if Lukaku signs. And if during this podcast, while we've been talking, he has signed, that would be
0: incredible. I, I wouldn't. I just don't know if he's even going to start for Chelsea. Um, I would say give it, like, assuming he does sign, give it a couple of weeks and see see what's happening there. Um But, yeah, obviously you've got Fernandez and Salah, so that's a nice combo.
1: Yeah, and I really, really should have refreshed the Twitter before we did that. (laughs) I do apologise, FPL area, and I didn't even get time to read the name, but uh, great question. I think it it speaks to the fact that, uh, you know, putting money in your front line and your midfield, but having both Salah and and Bruno in your midfield as well as a very expensive striker makes me question what the rest of your team and your field and and your subs bench looks like. 100%. All right, well, on
0: that bombshell, let's say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.